Hello, and welcome to Crafty Hands Club Magazine Podcast. I'm your host, Carice Jefferson. This podcast is for crafters of all ages and walks of life who love connecting with other crafters, making crafts a lifestyle, or ready to turn their crafts into a profitable side business. Tune in weekly for honest conversations and interviews about industry news, trends, lifestyle, and business. Hello, Crafties. Welcome to another episode of Crafty Hands Club Magazine Podcast. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, handle Crafty Hands Club Mag. Be sure to use hashtag CHC Podcast when sharing screenshots of today's episode. Speaking of today's episode, it's all about making your craft products with other opportunities in mind. Before I get started, there's two facts that I want to get out the way when it comes to the craft community, craft industry. The first thing is, even though there are a lot of platforms for crafters now, and you see celebs and everybody's engaging in some type of craft product. It's still a small niche market. So pretty much people know other crafters, a lot of other crafters, um, the different stores and supplies and materials. Most crafters have that information. Now, the second fact about the craft is that not all crafters are willing to share helpful information. And depending upon the person that's seeking information, they could take it offensively or you might take it as motivation for you to level up and find your own information and look at it as, okay, this person is protecting their brand. And the reason why a lot of crafters are not willing to share information so freely is because the sector is highly competitive. Just to name a few platforms, there's Folksy, if you're in UK, there's Etsy, there's Handmade Amazon, and so many more. So let me open with a small story between three crafter friends that are in the same online craft group. The friends' names are Eva, Shante, and Heather. Eva, she's knowledgeable about craft. She knows the history. She can make almost anything. She's very active in the craft group. Like in addition to posting and showcasing her work, she's there to answer questions if people have uh, need any advice. She provides helpful tips. She's pretty much like a group admin or what some people will call a super a super fan, right? Somebody who is so knowledgeable, it's almost like a FAQ in them. And they have quite a bit of influence and people look up to them. In addition to that, she gets highly engagement on whatever she posts. So lots of people like it, lots of people comment on it, lots of people share her posts. And she does sell craft items as well. There's the other friend, Shantae. She's an average crafter. She's good at, let's say, two crafts. 
but she has high volume of sales every month, high volume of sales. And then there's Heather. Heather, she's not really a crafter, but she has a affinity for all things handmade. So one day, Heather decided to browse online and look for a DIY kit for beginners. And she comes across these lovely pair of earrings. And the product description says this can be done in less than 30 minutes. So Heather go ahead and she purchased this earring kit. And she was so excited to finally try her hands at crafting. You know, she's in this craft group and she sees so many people that were like her, started off as spectators and started becoming participators. So she reached out to Shantae saying, hey, can we FaceTime one another while you have some downtime? And I'm going to make these pair of earrings that I purchased this kit. Long story short, Shantae declined the invitation. Now, they're all friends, her and Shantae and Eva, been friends since childhood. So, feeling let down, Heather mentioned this incident to Eva. And Eva had sympathy for Heather because she felt that Shantae could have at least made 30 minutes of her time to be on FaceTime to talk to her while she was making herself a pair of earrings, right? But at the end of the text, Heather asked Eva to show her three craft types, including a hands-on project for each of the craft types. So Eva, being a friend, and Eva just heard how Shantae responded to her. She went ahead and she took a couple weeks of her time showing her the ins and outs. And she even went with Heather to purchase craft items and assisted her on how to use the materials and some of the machinery she purchased. And she also answered any further questions that Eva might have had. Well, one day, Eva posted her new craft items for sale. Remember, Eva knows how to pretty much make anything. So Eva was introducing her new items. And she got a few purchases from ladies in the craft group. But Eva noticed something. She noticed, hmm, ever since I made this post, Heather hasn't been engaging at all. And that's not like Heather. You know, Heather was the bona fide cheerleader. Man, I wish I could do that, Eva. Girl, you know how to make anything look good. Girl, that is so beautiful. That's sharp. So Eva was concerned, wondering what's going on. You know, because this ain't like Heather. So she sent Heather one or two messengers, no response. And Eva had posted the crafts that she currently has for sale on her personal page. And there was no light, no hearts, not a thumbs up from Heather. Now, even though Eva continued to make sales in her business, one day she received notification alerts of her friend's latest post. Come to find out, Heather has been supporting several crafters, including Shantae. 
Mm-hmm. The one who declined FaceTiming her while she make herself a pair of DIY earrings. Now, remind you, she never mentioned the DIY earrings kit with Eva, but that's another story. So Eva went on to look and she saw Heather posted beautiful photos from her phone and videos of the products that she purchased showcasing them along with the mentions and the hashtag. And guess what? She even encouraged her friends and followers to buy from these people. Now, that ain't all craft cuties. Guess what happened? Two months later, Heather started an Etsy page. Now, she's selling more than Eva. And poor Eva hasn't heard from Heather since the free one-on-one craft coaching. Here's the moral of this story. Number one, Eva discounted her own value. She never set any boundaries between her friendship and her business. She didn't see the opportunity to expand her skills. The opportunity was teaching that she could have monetized. Now, Shantae may not know all the bells and whistles of crafting, but guess what? She knows how to make what she does know work to her advantage, including not giving away her secret sauce for free, even if it is a childhood friend. Sadly, you got a lot of Heathers out here in the world. You know, we call them time leeches, you know, somebody that needs a whole lot of time and talking to them, dealing with them, like every single thing with them, it just requires a great deal of your time and it's very little on the exchange. In other words, they're big time wasters. They're also known as constituents, you know, people that roll along with you long as you, you know, you and them are at the same level. But as soon as they get a notch or two past you, they think they better than you and they move on to the quote unquote next big thing. Yeah, those are the constituents and they're manipulators. See, Heather was not your avid crafter, but she was smart enough to know how to hook Eva into doing what it was that she wanted. But you don't have to fall into that. A lot of crafters fall into that trap. Maybe not the same way, but something similar. But here's how you can handle those. Can you show me how to make it? Or how did you make that question? Yeah. First of all, pay attention to the demand. If there's a lot of those questions coming at you, That's letting you know that there's a want and they're looking for you to fulfill it because they know the value that you bring. They know the quality of your work and they look to you as the expert. So what you do, you look at what type of craft projects or products that you sell, get the most of those kinds of questions. Once you do that, whether it's on your group feeds, whether it's on your website visits or blogs, whatever. Think of what digital product that you can provide. And I also want you to think about pricing levels. 
The reason why I want you to think about pricing levels is because the purpose of this is to be profitable. You don't want to put in a great deal of effort for low return. You have your low, medium, and high price levels. And this was something in the mastermind that I was in many years ago. And they taught me how to look at pricing tiers. So your low pricing levels will be something like an ebook. The ebook could have different projects, maybe a story behind these projects, what was in your mind during the process, and so forth. That's an idea for an ebook. Or you could do an ebook of different projects with the materials, the supplies, and the instructional steps. And you can even do that by skill levels, beginner, intermediate, advanced, expert. Another low-hanging fruit price item is individual tutorials. And individuals can work in your favor because you created that product and you can diversify that product, right? You can add on a part two. Or you can add on a, another way to make a project using those same materials and so forth. Another low end are webinars. And you can do a webinar on different segments of your craft. Here's some examples. How to sell at wholesale. How to go about sourcing materials. Those are just a couple items that you could give a webinar on. Or Picking when choosing yarn or choosing this type of supply of material for your project. You could do a webinar on that. And your price points depends on you. Your medium price level product, that would be video courses. As you can see, I'm talking about digital products because you can create them one time, but it can be duplicated over and over again. So with video courses, you can have pre-recorded or you can do them actually live. If you do them live, make sure that you can do them live. If you're not the kind of person to do them live, because when you do them live, be prepared for a lot of questions to be thrown at you because people are paying. So they're going to ask you questions like it's no tomorrow. If you're not a live person, Go ahead and create pre-recorded videos and you can break those down by skill level or part one, part two, part three, or you could do a theme of videos and bundle them that way. That's actually called the series. Now, your high end will be your consultation. That's for people like Heather who want that one-on-one, who need a lot of your time. And when you do consultations. Do not hold back on pricing because the trade-off is your time and your expertise. And because it's one-on-one, you have to make it count for your time. So remember, when you're doing crafts as a business, you should not be giving your talents away for free. Now, it's okay to provide a tip or answer basic questions, as in, What do you call this kind of tool? Now, that's a basic question that's asked on social media platform. Go ahead and answer that. Now, anything that takes a great deal of your time and knowledge, you should be sending an invoice. And if they dragging it along, you just drop it. 
you ask once, you remind once. And after that, you move on because there's plenty of people out here willing to buy what you have to offer. So you don't ever have to be chasing any one individual. And again, it's not all about the money. But when opportunities come, you should never leave money on the table. Long as it's within what you are able to do. That is a wrap for this week's episode. I hope you learn what can happen to you as a craft business owner if you don't see the bigger picture. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it on social. Just screenshot the episode and be sure to tag Crafty Hands Club Mag using the hashtag CHC Podcast. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week.